interesting that you would actually uh, talk about snow because in 1989 when we had our really cold freeze um, the areas that got that had snow actually had a blanket and those those are the areas that the following year had the had the better crop because they were somewhat protected so although it was snow it's not supposed to snow it where we grow sugarcane right <laughs> so um, Thank you all, and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the field side of the freeze. Uh, of course, um, you know, we all recognize that in Louisiana, uh, a November 13th freeze is a November 13th freeze is a very early freeze because we still had half of the crop left to be harvested. Of course, that created a lot of concern for everyone. Everyone involved with sugarcane uh, recognized that. Um, with half of the crop left to be harvested, we, uh, we had to do a lot to manage the crop both in the field and in the factory. So the industry is very vulnerable. Growing a, a tropical crop in a temperate environment, we deal with freezes from time to time, but a November freeze is always a concern. The nature and extent of damage to cane by freeze depends on the temperature and the duration. We know that. And um, with damage being more severe when the freeze is followed by warm and wet conditions. We're fortunate that although we had warm conditions, we it was relatively dry after this freeze. So in that way, you know, we always say each freeze event is different. And this one was very different. Um, and uh, I'm going to show you a little bit of that too. So following freeze industry uh, in, in Injury, uh, dead tissue becomes uh, vulnerable due to invasion of microbes, leukinostic bacteria. And um, it's a lot of times that uh, entry is, is, might be through uh, lateral buds or freeze cracks. So, um, so that can happen. Freeze cracks can happen at 22 degrees. Lateral bud injury, 24 degrees. And uh, I found some other, uh, other information based on uh, um, research that was done uh, by uh, Irvin and Lejean. Um, so, um, you know, we talk about uh, 28 to 32 degrees. For us, that's a frost. Uh, you know, we have slight damage to terminal buds and uh, the top, top uh, canopy is frozen. But, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, we can still plant the, the stalk after a 28 to 32 degree freeze. 25 to 27, we'll have lateral bud injury and the top third of the stalk is killed. Some lateral buds may be killed also, but uh, we really see um, sucrose and purity increase in, in a few weeks following due to dehydration. But uh, really, we don't, we're not as concerned about that, that type of freeze. It's not down until we get to 22 to 24 degrees, actually 26, um, you know, we, we start to see where tissue is killed, uh, lateral buds begin to weep, um, and then we start to see um, a lot of um, uh, degradation of, of the uh, sucrose 
through bacteria also. Um, a lot of times we can expect deterioration within two to four weeks, but it really does depend on varieties. We've done a very good job over the years of uh, selecting varieties for this temperate environment, and variety uh, development has done uh, a good job of increasing our chances of uh, managing a freeze uh, based on varieties. And then, of course, uh, a 22-degree freeze is, is a major freeze where we have freeze cracks, all tissues killed, and um, we can expect severe deterioration, especially in the top and uh, the rest of the stalk. So um, this is from Lejeune and Irvin. Um, and uh, so based on that information, uh, we sent out best management practices immediately after the freeze. Kenneth sent out this, and we sent out to everyone, tried to get the information. Communication on how to manage the freeze is very important. So this is just part of it. Um, and uh, this is the first thing, right? Do not panic. I mean, the first thing, you know, you worked all year, and you have half of your crop still left in the field, and it freezes. So what do you do? So there are a lot of ways to, to manage it. Um, and, uh, you know, we looked at higher areas of higher elevation tend to be warmer. We looked at standing cane versus down cane varieties. So all this best management practice was sent to you to help you. We contacted uh, uh, consultants, uh, mill personnel, uh, agronomists, researchers. Everybody was on board, and it was all hands on deck, really, to get the information out to help the growers and the mills manage the, uh, the crop after the freeze. We talked about uh, varieties, and uh, so this was also uh, in included in this. Uh, varieties, um, uh, the, we're very fortunate to have a, the bulk of our acreage in a lot of these good uh, varieties that are rated as um, most um, tolerant to deterioration after a freeze. Um, 838 is the most tolerant, but 56% of our acres is in 299. Um, moderate, we, we have some, some of this variety and some of this variety, not a whole lot of this. Uh, 950 still left. A lot of growers tend to harvest this early in the season. Um, and uh, poor, we, we looked at 226. There's quite a, a lot more 226 was out in the field uh, when the freeze came than I, than I recognized. But, um, not a lot of 613. We had some 183 because it was, uh, it was on the increase and just a little bit of 371 out there. So varieties didn't make a difference. We got that information out to you and tried to um, start assessing the crop. Um, you know, deterioration and, and uh, the, um, the impacts of the freeze are not readily evident. The day after, you know, people might be out in the field. You know, what happened? What happened? It's not till uh, several days after, or even maybe a week after, where you can really make a good assessment of what, what really happened, what areas were hit hardest. So this is just a map uh, I found. That this is November 13th, and you can see Alexandria up here, 22 degrees. Uh, Lafayette, uh, 25, Baton Rouge, 24. And, um, and just some stations I, I have uh, from Office of State Climatology here. Uh, Bunky down, got down to 22 degrees, New Roads 24, Lafayette General and Downsville registered 27 and Homemade, I mean 25 and Homemade 27. So um, 
so we went on looking at this information. We started out in the, in the northern part and started working our ways down. We kind of divided um, areas. Kenneth went in one area. Uh, Wilson and, and Atticus went in another area. All the consultants, other mill uh, per personnel, and we kind of put our heads together to try to, to see, you know, what are we seeing in the field and how do we uh, recommend to, to the mills and the growers how to, to, to develop a game plan. And, uh, you know, in previous freezes, we, a lot of times we'll see this Lafayette, Baton Rouge, cor this I-10 corridor as being the dividing line. Back in 2013, I can remember this quite well. But this year, you could look at damage cane up here, but you saw just as bad a damage up in the Karen Crow and Sunset down in St. Martinville, um, you know, Cecilia, um, Maringouin, um, St. Gabriel, you know, we had, we had damaged cane in a lot of those areas. Uh, and, and looking at by variety, you know, a lot of people were concerned with 299, 804, and uh, just what it looked like after the freeze. So growers started to, um, to formulate a game plan, and uh, we were there to help them as much as possible. So, uh, you know, this green cane, uh, you know, the, the day of the freeze uh, quickly turned brown. And, um, and, and so uh, growers just um, tried to pick and choose the areas. And, 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 um, and, of course, you know, a lot of this is a pretty daunting sight, you know, to a lot of growers. But you got, got down in it and you started looking at uh, for, for the eyes, for damaged eyes. And... One thing we saw was uh, we did see some damaged eyes, but a lot of times you'd see it more damaged in the upper portion of the stalk. Um, uh, you could still, when you split the stalks, you'd see a lot of its water-soaked tissue. This picture was actually taken uh, maybe two or three weeks after the freeze, and you could see this, the top eyes, just immature eyes, uh, and the joints, uh, the upper portion of the stalk just really water-soaked. And depending on varieties, you saw the, uh, the nodal region um, just really uh, started to turn brown. Uh, this particular picture was 299. But, uh, you know, you can see this split stalk, but then they got some green right here in this, in this stalk right here. So uh, we, one important part, I think, was that this was the first freeze. So we still had a pretty good canopy, and it was one event. We had 13 hours or so at below freezing, and uh, it was one event. It wasn't multiple days uh, with, with an extended period of time. So um, I think that was one of the things that made this freeze unique in a lot of ways. Um, we also do a quick and dirty uh, thing if you squeeze some of this, uh, this juice onto a, a, a litmus paper. You can look at this pH, uh, and you can see this right here. Normal juice is somewhere around uh, this 5355. Um, so this, this was below 5, and so this was still, still good. I mean, uh, so we, uh, it's a quick and dirty indicator. You're going you're gonna to talk more about that, Jillian, I'm sure, with uh, mannitol and some of other things. So I thought this was a good picture. We were harvesting a variety test out in, um, on Brunswick on uh, um, Joby Bull's place. We have an outfield test, and this was on uh, the 26th, so this is what, uh, 13, almost two weeks after, after the freeze, and from left to right, 
Look at uh, 540. The very top of the of 540 was was brown, but a lot of that top upper portion of that stalk was still looked good, good tissue. 299, one we were a lot people were really concerned about. 299 was, you know, 299 was still growing when when the so we had a lot of immature. 299 has a has a lot more top, and it has a lot of more immature top, and I think that's a big reason for what we saw with 299, but you could see a lot of this brown uh, nodal region. Um, this is 183, uh, didn't look too bad here in this case. And this is our two varieties, a lot of growers were wondering, you know, what about the two varieties you just gave us, 201 and 615, what, what do they look like? And just uh, as visual symptoms here, you know, 201 doesn't look quite as bad as 615, but they all have this really, really brown uh, nodal region. Um, so, uh, but a lot of the tissue uh, didn't look that bad in this particular picture two weeks after the freeze. So, um, as we're going in the weeks later, as, as um, those tops started to dry out, um, and uh, what we saw a lot of was, uh, you know, that what I call the transition joint, you know, the, the top part of the stalk just Anything that touched it fell off. So when your topper or your, your, uh, your scrolls hit it, um, you, were, you were losing a lot of that. And there, you know, you can think about, you know, what tonnage losses we had there. And that's a lot of, a big portion of the tonnage losses. But it's an also a reason why we probably were able to harvest the, all of the crop because um, that top portion, a lot of it was, was dried out. It went out the back portion and you didn't deliver it to the mill. So um, we saw that. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of these uh, shuck slides and scrolls uh, saw these big piles of, uh, of, of, of material on, on the headland. Uh, just people just pushing growers uh, in, in large cane especially uh, from top breakage. And um, lo and behold you could still find uh, towards the end of the uh, season some uh, some cane that had started that weren't, that had, did not have damage that started to have lateral buds uh, germinating in some areas that were not hit quite as hard. But actually, this picture I'll tell you though, this picture was taken at Harper up in Cheneyville uh, about five weeks five weeks after the freeze. So uh, we still had some good. Not everything was dead. So. Uh, so it brought to mind, uh, you know, from historical perspective, how many times have we had to deal with a, a, a crop injuring November freeze? Dr. Kime talked about freezes in general, the December freezes, and, you know, we deal with those. But a November freeze, I mean, that sends shivers down everybody's spine if you still got half of the crop still left in the field. So what I'm calling a major freeze is a 26-degree freeze not 28 degrees. So you look at, uh, this is not ancient history. This is 70, 70 years, um, but um, from 1949. But you had a 1950, a 1951, 59, and on down you can see them. 12 times we've had to deal with a November freeze uh, that had the potential to cause crop injury. And um, what about the dates? How early and how late? 
Well, we had uh, actually had one in October right here, or it's probably the night of October 31st and the morning of the 1st, but um, had 26, 29, and 32 at uh, Alexandria, Baton Rouge, and Lafayette degrees Fahrenheit. Um, so, um, and all, all the way to the 30th. So, you, you can pick, pick the day in November, we've probably had a freeze uh, in, in so over the years. What about the, uh, the uh, temperature? You can see at 21, it's not always Alexandria or Bunkie gets, or Cheneyville gets the lowest temperatures. They had a 21 degrees in Baton Rouge on the uh, 1976 freeze. This freeze was a particularly bad one. Those of you in here who might remember it, uh, we actually had 7,000 acres, uh, according to the Sugar Bullet, the 7,000 acres were abandoned where three or four uh, mills had to close early uh, because of freeze, they, they just couldn't make sugar anymore. Uh, what happened with this freeze was actually not only did it get cold, it was wet and it was a really, really tough harvest season. Um, and then, so what happens, uh, how does, you know, this 2019 freeze, you know, uh, on the 13th, we had 22 degrees, not very many times have we had 22 degrees in Alexandria. Not many times have we had 24 degrees in Baton Rouge or Lafayette at 25. So I'd say um, this is a pretty bad freeze. It's not only the, the low uh, temperatures, but also the duration. And I'm looking at minus 32. Uh, the hours below 32 degrees Fahrenheit. And you range from five hours to all the way up to 14 and this past year we had 13 hours below 32 degrees at Alexandria. So um, I would say that this past freeze was a pretty tough one, you know, in, in, uh, based on the last 70 years. It was, uh, it was among the worst, and uh, yet, we were, uh, yet we were able to, uh, to harvest the crop and zero acres were abandoned due to freeze damage. Um, I'd like to say that it's partly because of varieties, but I know that's not always true. But uh, a lot of the, the technology they were using, the uh, harvest technology, is a lot different than, than in previous years. Uh, the, um, the, the weather conditions after the one freeze event, it stayed relatively dry. It was warm, though. We had, uh, I wish I could have put a temperature, uh, the number of days we had at 80 or 70 degree temperatures as highs in the weeks following this freeze. So, um, you know, with every uh, freeze event or with every major weather event, we do have an opportunity for the variety development free, uh, development program to evaluate varieties. So we had, I mentioned that we had a, a outfield variety test in Cheneyville and Mike Har Harper, uh, Ross and, uh, and Jim Harper and Michael uh, cooperates with us. And uh, we, put a uh, data logger in the outfield test uh, on, on uh, Atticus and, and Wilson went up there and put it right in the middle of the test. And uh, on November the 12th and November 13th, we took readings. And there we have uh, 13 hours below 32 degrees, eight and a half hours below 27, five hours below 25, and 45 minutes, we were at 22 degrees at that particular test. So. Um, we deemed it uh, worth our while to evaluate varieties under those conditions. So, um
Dr. Kenneth is going to talk about what we did there, but we, uh, we had 13 varieties. We have all these commercial varieties and these experimental varieties in there. And um, I thank you for your attention, and Dr. Gravois, I don't know if you, you want to come up and finish it off with the uh, variety. variety uh, sugar cane, sweet sugar cane. Sweetness of our southern trees Sugar cane, sweet sugar cane Fireflies in the jasmine scented breeze There's a little shade beneath this tree Shields me from relentless heat An afternoon shower